Uh, you're gonna kick her off, aren't you? I'm gonna try sharing. Oh. Okay, shorts. There's nowhere else you can go. Nice. She might chill. We'll see. Okay, let's do this. Hello, everyone. This is the uh, first episodes of Family Standards. Uh, thank you for coming in and tuning in. My name is James or Wendy. And my name is Amanda, or as some of you might know me as Mandy Cat. Um, if you're watching this, uh, I have to assume that uh, you guys have been following us a little bit uh, in the online world, whether that's Instagram or TikTok or our spicy site. <laughs> um, but uh, I think this was uh, in the works for some time because lots of people have been asking some questions about uh, how our relationship works and the dynamic of what we do for work. And uh, we're here to tell you. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, It's been almost two years now behind the camera and uh, lots of personal questions have been asked and I haven't really gotten a chance to really answer them all. So here we are. We're taking the next step in this crazy wild journey. Maybe to start off, we can talk about how our podcast will be in the future because this is a very special one. Yeah. This is a different one. This is our first one. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you want to talk about that? Sure, yeah. So basically the whole point of this uh, podcast is um, it's going to be him and I, for the most part, talking about our relationship and, and the line of work that we do and all that kind of fun stuff. We're going to answer a lot of questions as well. But uh, down the road, hopefully we will be able to have some guests on here as well. Uh, hopefully some, some pretty guests <laughs> uh, that maybe we can also be having some fun with afterwards so uh yeah it'll be kind of a little bit of everything but for the most part you're gonna get to know us on a whole different level if you already feel like you know us you're gonna yeah you're gonna if, get... you, if you want to get to know us <laughs> on a whole different level then you gonna, should be listening to this it's gonna be a lot more personable for sure yes uh so we have this going on you might be either just listening or or watching maybe hopefully uh we have this on youtube and then on the other platforms for just podcasts so if you're seeing us What's up? It's nice to meet you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's maybe start off with how we met. Mm -hmm. uh, we met in college. Yeah. How long goes that now? <sighs> We're just past five, five, well, five and a half years, I guess, from meeting, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, we met in uh, registered massage therapy college. He was uh, the hot, mysterious older guy <laughs> so funny how many times we've heard this story but <laughs> <laughs> i know they haven't heard it yeah I know. uh yeah he used to uh ride his motorcycle past me while i was studying outside and damn he was so hot <laughs> so uh yeah we ended up starting off as uh what do you want to call us friends with benefits friends with benefits <laughs> secret fuck buddies we didn't yeah. even want our classmates to know about us yeah. she was um to mention she was um she started the program a year later than i did so i was already it's a two-year program i was already one year in so she started uh she started afterwards and uh, there's not many classes um in the actual school so uh there weren't many people at the school in general <laughs> class sizes were really small and uh <laughs> So we met everyone at that point, and then we kind of knew that we were waiting for the new class to come in to see who are the hot, cute girls or whatever uh, to come in. So He's trying to say that there wasn't a lot of options, but I still would have picked you. You were hot, okay? And he's options. got good grades. <laughs> What's hotter than that? A guy that's good looking and has good grades. That's I don't funny. know. That's 
that's great in my opinion. So yeah, we met in college. We were fuck buddies for, I don't know, six months. Roughly. Really? Was it six? Uh, maybe it wasn't. For some I, reason, three comes to mind in my head. Oh, it was closer to six by the time we moved in together. So yeah, yeah I, I guess so. I guess about three months. By the time we moved in together, we were dating at that point. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think three months. <laughs> three months makes sense. Three months of secret sex, and then uh, are we diving into that story? Are we gonna matter? keep that one for later? <laughs> well, uh, like I think like two months in, or like a month and a half in, um, someone caught some feelings. Yeah. I did. <laughs> I can't feel it. So we had to discuss that, you know, yeah. like what were we going to do? And um, for me, this is like literally my first friends with benefits situation ever, you know, and I wasn't even like wanting to date anyone for a long time after my past relationship. So, of course, the discussion for me was we're keeping it the same way it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, no, no strings attached. And that wasn't quite the option for me. So but you went with it yeah kind of yeah we had a we had a bit of a thing happen but uh it's okay as soon as as soon as all that happened we can talk about that yeah then then it happened twice because you caught feelings again well you didn't catch feelings again you always had feelings (laughs) but then you gave me an ultimatum yeah it's the ultimatum you want to talk about the ultimatum sure okay well um so this is this must have been like three months after right so three months yeah um you were having a um you had a planned girls trip out of town and um you asked you ba- you gave me three options you said um i can't even remember the last option because it doesn't even matter <laughs> i don't know what the first option was we make this official you go to your girls trip you don't do anything you don't fuck around yeah. um i don't know if i should be swearing uh. you don't sleep around <laughs> um and uh or the second option was we uh we we stop fucking but we no longer see each other right right? because you can we know that we couldn't continue what we were doing uh the way things were going so and then again c was some other option that i have no idea what it was but it's something like stay the exact same but it's off the table because yeah you want one or two (laughs) i'm already hurt yeah um so uh yeah of course i chose I chose option two, which was not do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which meant I was a single girl heading on my girls' trip. Technically, you were still single before. Yeah, but you know, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna mess around if you wanted to lock it down. Yeah, I know. I but know. yeah, so he didn't lock it down. Yeah, I was pretty, pretty upfront about. Okay, well, I'm either gonna go and be a good girl or a bad girl, depending on your options or your answers, and. And yeah, with that choice, I went on my girls' trip, and I was a bad girl. Yeah, so that was like um, that was a long weekend or something. It was literally it was a long you, weekend. We had this conversation, and then the next day you left, or the day of you left. Uh, it was, I think, the next day I left. The yeah. next day you left. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she left, and then that's when I knew I loved her. <laughs> Just felt like it felt like uh, I felt like we broke up, but we weren't even dating. And I, I, I didn't know what that felt like for a very long time. So the fact that I felt that at all just really told me that, um, yeah, I was in love with you. <laughs> yeah. So I come home after my, my trip and he messaged me and asked if we could meet up. He wanted to talk to me and right then and there, he told me he loved me and wanted to make me his girlfriend. And I did not say it back, <laughs> but I said, yes. 
And from there on out, we have been together since September 4th. I don't know what year. Five years ago. 2017. <laughs> probably. I'm not sure. 18. Probably 18. Something like that. Whatever. I can't do the math. But um, the funny thing is, like, because I really didn't care if you said that you loved me back. When I said it, I was so sure. Uh-huh. I can't even remember when you said it the first time. I actually can't remember when I said it the first time either, but I also have a really bad memory. It had to been shortly after, maybe, but who knows? Yeah. No, but it took you a couple months to, like, I felt like it took you at least one month to, like, to feel the relationship out. Yeah. Because you came back and you obviously were super shocked with my decision. Yeah, I just, I really mentally thought it was over at that point. You felt like, you felt like that was, it still wasn't a sure thing. Yeah. That's what I felt after, like, a month or two. But here we are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's how we met. That's the that's the story there. And then we graduated. I graduated first. You graduated first. Yep. And then I graduated. Yep. And damn, were we broke for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> lots, lots of tearing up and conversations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, uh, I would literally, I was working at a Chinese restaurant, and I remember just they would let me bring home some leftovers every night and that was like all the food we had for a long time was just whatever i brought home from work or your begged ichiban not ichiban but uh, indomie migorang noodles Migorang indomie <laughs> yeah but you always made the, he makes bougie ramen so they've only gotten more bougie or though even back then they weren't even that crazy to be honest but to me like even yeah. though it was like poor people food it wasn't actually like it didn't seem that bad it's like you make poor food good you know yeah but yeah we were we struggled for a long time long time and then uh maybe we talk about like you know work and everything and because that, that's really how it transitioned into doing yeah, only fans totally um yeah so he ended up passing his board exams and doing massage therapy and uh i fucking didn't <laughs> so you know that seemed like it sucked but at the time I got offered a management position at a pretty big like franchise restaurant bar here. Um, so I was doing that. I got offered a pretty good salary. Things seemed to be like meant to be. Well, you really started from the bottom though. Yeah. I mean, I was serving there. For I a served, long time. I served there, I bartended, shift led. But at the same time that I didn't pass my exams, I got offered the salary mm-hmm. management position. I remember that year because it was like... When you got that contract with a salary position, yeah. you were like, well, do I, you're, you're at a fork right now. Mm-hmm. Do you, I just jump into this management position and forget the schooling that you just did for the past two years? Yeah. That was a hard decision. It was a hard decision. I mean, that schooling, God, we're, we're in it 30 grand each for our education, which is absolutely absurd. But that was going on three years at that point. Yep out of school that we were so broke for so long being offered a salary like that Mm -hmm. it just felt like we couldn't i couldn't not take it so that was that took that job and then uh yeah i did that for i don't i don't even know how long it was but i ended up one uh one christmas like a week before christmas i got to put it short trigger warning (laughs) assaulted twice in one week that's a whole nother we're not going to get into all that right now. Maybe eventually, but... Uh, I mean, we will, because that leads us to the whole thing. Yeah, right now? Yeah, I mean, uh, continue. Anyway, I got assaulted twice in one week at my job. 
ended up calling my doctor and telling her my mental health was not doing so hot at the time and she approved me going on stress leave for two weeks uh so during that two weeks i had been approached by a gal that i knew at my gym uh and told me about only pants and she told me that's what she did and uh she was like oh you sound like you're in a in a hard place right now like why don't you give it a shot and so of course i'm like oh man we had literally just been married that september yeah and then this happened in december yeah. so f- newlyweds at this point so i went home and we talked about it and i already remember how the initial conversation went i don't think it went super great at first no i, don't, I mean i don't think it went bad yeah but the conversation was definitely like prolonged yeah for sure like it last the conversation was like i don't know a month yeah of, like talking and thinking about it well two weeks three weeks yeah i had brought it up prior to this two weeks stress leave is what happened and we had kind of teeter-tottered with the idea of it and then when i was on this stress leave it was kind of like a i don't feel like i have an option well when they didn't give you an option yeah that was the only option that was the only option so at this point we had kind of talked about it prior but yeah so i ended up starting we started i'm actually very surprised because i don't think i've ever told you this before because the whole plan was to, to like dip our toes into OF yeah. while you were on stress leave yeah. for that week. But very quickly, it, it, was just, it was just straight in. I thought there was going to be a period, but you, were, you weren't sure. Like, you know, this is a trial period for us and see what yeah. it is. And then I think it was a couple of days where you just like, yeah, I'm going to go back to work. So this is it. Well, I mean, yeah, I had two weeks. This restaurant was not apologetic for any of the things that happened to me. We had a lot of phone calls back and forth and trying to fix things and they weren't willing to, uh, they were, what is the word I'm looking for? Reprimand? (laughs) What happened to me? They weren't willing to, they weren't willing to compromise or do anything to change what happened. Uh, so yeah, I did it. And then the money that was made within two weeks was like, okay, well, that's the exact same wage as I made as a salary manager. So was it that, two weeks? Yeah. I don't think it was two weeks, was it? It was. Was it? Well, I extended my stress leave oh, yeah. by another week. So maybe the course over like three weeks, I one week of starting. I and then more like it. Because the first week was actually like relatively slow. Uh-huh. Like yeah. I remember when I had my push notifications on. <laughs> I remember that first week. was like, oh my God, we got a new subscriber. Yeah. Like every subscriber was like, holy shit. I wrote down every subscriber's name and username by hand in a book. The first 200, I still have them <laughs> written down. The first 200 subscribers. Just check if they're still on. Oh, man. The loyal ones. The, my, my loyal they won't get subscribers. something special. <laughs> I should, I um, should. But uh, yeah, because we had like, I don't know what number of subscribers we had in mind, but we're like, we hit these most subscribers. We're, we're solid. Mm-hmm. Like, no no worries month to month. I don't know what that was, though, but. Uh, yeah we were, we were like as soon as we hit 100 we were like oh it's huge. huge but yeah and after that i just told my employer i wasn't coming back and that was that it was feet first dive jump cannonball yeah the whole the whole thing it just <laughs> there was no half-assing anything at that point it was balls to the walls so yeah <laughs> <laughs> we talk about <laughs> we talk about starting only fans like it's a really simple thing but <laughs> it wasn't 
it wasn't very simple. Like we had, we discussed for quite some time about boundaries and like comfortability. We didn't really before I started though. Well, I mean, a little bit, but while we're starting, while we're in that trial period, that wasn't really a trial period. Yeah. <laughs> your first week of work, your second couple weeks of work, it was lots of like, you know, how am I going to feel with random dudes just constantly messaging you? Um, and then obviously I had access to the account as well. I can see mm-hmm. how the messages were going. Obviously, I know it's work, but like you know, when you see when you see your newly wife, you know, flirting yeah. with other dudes, it's like, what's that gonna do to you, right? Um, so yeah, that was that was a lot at the time, but mm-hmm. um, it was it was hard for both of us for sure. I uh, it didn't necessarily feel good for a long time to feel like I was also going like behind your back mm-hmm. and doing that kind of stuff. But it, um, yeah, I mean, it got, it got, it got better because we talked more. Yep. It made us communicate more. Mm-hmm. Our communication was never bad. I would say as a couple, you've always been better at communication than me, but getting into something so serious, I think it made it our communication. You have to, it has to be. It made our communication so much better. We had to talk about all of the things and discuss what we were, or weren't comfortable with and, mm-hmm. God, there was a couple of really bad yep. things that happened. I mean, I know that I know the first one. Yeah, well, this is probably the only one that I can really think of as being like really bad. But yeah. that was a lesson. <laughs> that was a one and only. It's a one and only. Yeah, somebody, someone offered. Uh, long story short, I was naive and I had no idea what I was We're doing. We're just starting still. That was like a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah, we had just started. Somebody paid for a Skype call, uh, which like I had no idea, and at the time. I don't know why he couldn't pay me money, but offered to buy a bunch of stuff in my Amazon cart for me. And at the time I was just getting started in cosplay and I had like so much stuff in there. I think he spent like $500 worth of Amazon stuff. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. And we had agreed that it would be a less than 10 minute phone call and like nothing explicit would happen. And anyway, long story short, I'm really strong. I have a great backbone on me, but for some reason in this moment, I did not. And I let him completely take advantage of me and things did get explicit. And, you know, James is unfortunately on the other side of the door listening to what's happening when we had discussed what was going to happen prior to me going into this, my, my phone call and he's listening and like, oh, well, this is none of the things that we had discussed were supposed to happen. And then I, as soon as the phone call was over, I felt like absolute trash. But then I opened the door and see that he feels like absolute trash. And, you know, I basically felt like I had just cheated on him. And, and that's what it felt like. He felt like that too. <laughs> and it was atrocious. And then at the end of the fucking day, this guy somehow pulled out his entire order and I didn't get a cent for that. And we just, we just, I felt, I felt like I got tricked and it felt dirty. I felt so dirty after that. And like our trust was completely broken. And I mean, not necessarily. Well, just in that moment, like sure. it just felt, it felt so bad. And like, I'm such a strong person. I don't know what came over me that I let someone, I felt very taken advantage of, which is really yeah, strange. It was, it was a weekend. <sighs> you know what I mean? Things are much different now. Still kick myself for yeah. that one. That one really sucked. But that was the first moment where it really felt like, it pushed our communication. Yeah. Because that was when, okay, we really need to set some boundaries now. Yeah. On what we're going to do and what we're not going to do in the world of, of, of sex work. Mm-hmm. So, again, that was the first of many of those types of conversations. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Big, big learning, learning curve on that one for sure. 
but uh then yeah then we got into like some really great stuff where we would end up like man there'd be a couple nights that we'd do like live sexting together and like the first few yeah the first yeah. Few, that was fun like it made us do things that we didn't typically do mm-hmm. so there's been some really cool stuff that's happened as well uh we don't do that as much anymore just because it was it was a lot for us to keep up with that kind of stuff but uh i don't know there was a lot of cool stuff that we did <laughs> yeah eventually like you ended up just like running it on your own anyways typical trait of you yeah so we did we did try to make it be something that both of us uh had jobs at doing but i'm a fucking control freak i'm a perfectionist i'm a all the things and i like to overwhelm myself by not uh delegating jobs so i very quickly just took it all over on myself yeah this is this is fast forwarding a bit but like it was a year and a half of just that and as the days went by uh, you know, you could clearly tell it was causing a disconnect between us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, we we started this journey of OnlyFans as a team. You know, I was doing, I was helping you with things. You were doing some things. We had stuff for opinions, but then you got so good at things, anyways, that you just started doing things on your own. Mm-hmm. And then um, you only needed me. Well, you know, I only needed you <laughs> as, as my as your toy, as my boy toy in my but videos, then, or, yeah. or, or or filming. Yeah, those yeah, are the yeah. only times would you would you need me and then you know as uh as uh the online world got busy and busier and you're getting more overwhelmed with the workload like it was really causing um uh a tension between our relationship clearly yeah um, i just couldn't figure out what um like I, there's no set hours to doing this job yeah i just there was no breaks and when that money's rolling in like it's so hard to stop yeah i remember the yeah, I can really remember remember when you were going really hard because it was like our first big hit. Um, you didn't put that phone down at all. No. It was like 12.31, going to bed. I can still see the screen light hitting your face. Yeah. That I was just, pretty crazy times. It's hard too. I, uh, you know, again, there's there's people that offer to help you with messaging and stuff like that. And I know some girls that have hired assistants and all that kind of jazz and Again, I'm a freaking control freak. I have a very hard time doing that. I think I hired two people at one point to try to help me and they just weren't doing it the way I wanted them done. So I fired them just as quickly. Like it's always just, it's always been me. So even even to allow myself some time to sleep without replying for a long time was very difficult. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, uh, and the balance is always hard. Yeah, it's gotten a lot easier now for sure. I, uh, I mean, if you fast forward, being like, you know, that we're doing this together. Like, yeah, for sure. Granted, you're still doing lots of the things, and I'm yes. slowly learning to do all the the stuff behind the scenes. But um, yeah, our, our I don't I feel like our relationship has never felt more um, uh, in unison uh, now that we're starting this. For sure, hundred percent. As soon as you got uh, more serious into like photography and stuff too, like that. Yeah, that was a big that, one. That was a really big one. That was huge for you to start. Yeah doing photography and then man we like got invited to a huge collab oh retake <laughs> you can technically right? but no. retake, retake. <laughs> we uh we got invited to one of the biggest opportunities we've had so far uh to a to a collab um one of the girls i had already worked with 
uh, hosted a really big collab with with nine creators um so that was absolutely insane i got to go and work with all these amazing people and uh, we were lucky at the time that james had already gotten really into his photography and um they said that he could come and and he actually ended up um doing all the photography and videography for all of our videos i would say that was like a huge mm -hmm. huge turning point in everything yeah. for us because we we weren't even sure if um because if they're if they're going to be uncomfortable then i wasn't going to film right yeah we're going to push anyone to do anything they weren't comfortable doing so we weren't prepared we weren't prepared i wasn't prepared to be doing that much filming yeah. literally all of it yeah yeah <laughs> we definitely didn't think that all the girls would be comfortable with him being our videographer we thought for sure that he would maybe just do a couple of them and then we would just use tripods for the rest but um as soon as we shot the first one and which was all of them except for one but yeah yeah we had just everybody was totally fine and um the nice thing about both of us i think because we are so good at communication at this point is we went into that job with you know we had our little like group meetings prior to filming where we talked about consent and boundaries and we introduced james and also explained like hey if anybody's not comfortable with this like speak up we're not offended it's not a big deal and mm -hmm. everybody you know there's of course a lot of nerves the first time like some random guy gets to <laughs> watch some crazy stuff go down like yeah. we're already really nervous because there's nine of us that have never nine girls that have never had sex with each other and now some guy gets to be in the room and recording it but man we all pieces of art we we, we crushed it <laughs> chef's kiss God, mwah, some, of them are, some of them are actually so good some of the content we made there is i mean not to toot our own horn but that was like turning point in content in general yeah nothing um, nothing will beat that bdsm one <laughs> honestly <laughs> that one's so cool that one was so awesome you got to be really uh, artistic in that yeah, one with filming yeah. so cool but uh anyway anyway some of you know that some of you don't it's fine but that was that was huge for us um just and and gaining the trust of all the creators as well and mm -hmm. and having them then speak so highly of him as well to other people it's just been it's been really cool to uh to have creators not think that we're i don't know predators and a lot of creators, I apparently have a really bad experience with with men in the industry and and uh, or even for male photographers. I hate to say that, but mm -hmm. we've heard some pretty bad horror stories. So um, it's been nice to have some good reviews. Are you with some other couples? Well, yeah, <laughs> literally the list goes on and on. But um, it's been nice to have some good word of mouth about how we are and how we work and mm -hmm. how professional we like to keep things. So yeah, for me. Um because we were in that collab for what well we were there early oh but man we were there for like a full 10 days yeah so like a solid amount of days um and that was the first time where it felt like i got a bit of the a bit, a bit of a, a bit of a taste of that world you know mm -hmm. what i mean of what the work what working in that world was actually going to be like mm -hmm. um and holy crap did it feel like work especially the first few days where yeah. we were we filmed multiple videos multiple we're days. doing like three or four full videos a day it was crazy it was exhausting yeah um for for, for everyone um but uh yeah so getting the taste getting taste of what the industry was was uh, was like but then also like meeting all the other content creators being surrounded by so many people um uh like-minded in the same industry you know it really changes things mm -hmm. it, it really does. it really it really connected us 
we bonded right away obviously because you're just mm-hmm. you know you're crossing so many boundaries at once but um <laughs> you know you, you get to know you get to know them really quickly mm-hmm. and um it's 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 crazy hearing everyone's story uh about their journey of getting into only fans because it's very similar it's, yeah. it's lots of it's lots of it's very similar especially with how rough the past few years have been with everything going on yeah lots of the lots of girls journeys were really similar so it just felt like you could connect with them easier because we understood each other but also like the uh the war of the online social media world of getting our accounts taken down and stuff we all could confine with each other with that it's like we're all going through the same thing at the same time you know what i mean it was it was interesting knowing that it wasn't just us right that it was actually a, a a big a bigger thing so everyone's struggling with the same mm-hmm. very similar situations for sure yeah the whole experience was great i mean obviously you put nine nine girls in a room there's going to be a little bit of but for the most part the whole experience was like yeah amazing life-changing so many so many things were learned there so mm-hmm. many yeah that was that was big turning point for us for for all of this yeah good good experience um, I'm sure we learned a lot about just big collaborations in general, I guess, mm-hmm. off of that one. But yep. And then uh, we've got some pretty crazy stuff happening since then. Mm-hmm. We're uh, less than two weeks out from going to Vegas, which is insane. My first time. <laughs> My first time in Vegas. I uh, I've been to Vegas once, only when I was 21, fresh 21, and I swore I would never go back. But which is strange because most people don't say that. Yeah, I had a really bad experience on that trip. That's a whole... We can talk about that another time. Yeah, that's a whole can of worms, but that's fine. But uh, yeah, we um, there's been some really cool content creators that I've been following for a long time and, uh, you know, just liking their stuff and commenting. And the nice thing about this industry is, honestly, everyone's so damn supportive of each other. It's very rare that anyone tries to bring you down, so... It's just, it's pretty, it's common to just like reshare each other's stuff and, and, you know, do shout outs on Instagram and on Twitter. And through this grapevine over the course of a whole year, I have connected with some really amazing people in the States. Um, and I've been saying out loud to you, but not really out loud to the universe that I was really hoping that one day I would get invited to mm-hmm. the trippy house. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, it's happening. Uh, I was I was invited and this is actually before James and I have decided to start being more of a unit when it comes to content. Uh this is when it was just Mandy Cat. Um but since being invited, we have more been family standards and really pushing that and uh yeah, they have uh we've we've mentioned to them like, "Hey, if you're cool with him being invited as well." And they said yes, and so here we are. We're T minus two weeks to go to Vegas and making content with amazing creators. Literally so excited. The opportunities are endless. Uh, It's funny too, because obviously our time is going to be short. We're only there for six days, but it almost makes me wish we were going to be there longer. The amount of other people that have now kind of reached out to us and also want to work with us while we're down there. We thought we were going to have the first three days is like just us enjoying Vegas and then go to the trippy house and have three days of content. But at this it's point, work. every single day we are getting booked. Not mad. Yeah, that's good. Not mad at all. It's going to be amazing. We're going to be in content together. Any content that's made without both of us, he'll be behind the camera. It's uh, 
we'll see how it goes speechless absolutely yeah, speechless really looking forward to it really excited really excited to meet all these humans that i've been we've been talking to and feel like we know from online actually to get to 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 meet them mm-hmm. i'm so excited <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's pretty surreal for sure <laughs> it's only just hitting you now recently yeah yeah, yeah. i mean well, we've been planning it for well we were talking about since the last collab mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. which was months ago months. at this point so to have it actually become reality so soon is like well it's yeah. actually happening it's happening uh it's that's yeah that blows my mind it's crazy we're actually going to vegas mm-hmm. so and then there's other people that want to work with us too we just i have i'm not looking anywhere past mm-hmm. this trip this is all i can put on my schedule for now and then after that we'll yeah we'll figure it's, out the rest but quite a handful more still yeah and then uh, do we want to even we should probably dabble on the fact of how our relationship's going other than just oh i think so i mean i even think we can talk about i think we should talk about shambhala we should talk about shambhala oh hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean that was a pivotal moment oh, in man. many ways more than one yeah okay sure <laughs> sure go ahead so if you guys don't know what shambhala is it's a um it's a really big music festival uh, in Canada. I think they say it's like in the. Canada. I think they say it's like the biggest in North America, but. I don't, I don't know. know the stats. We can't. You really have to want that vibe to 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 really be there, but it's a pretty big one. What, um, usually twenty thousand people. Uh, I think it's closer to fifteen, but regardless. Yeah, I mean fifteen when we went, but usually yeah. it's yeah, tickets somewhere in there. Twenty thousand people. Seven stages. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we actually bought our tickets to go in. Um, for 2019 yeah yeah we bought tickets to go in 2019 in 2018 and then the pandemic happened and uh our ticket kept getting postponed year mm. after year after year until um this year 2022 uh they launched um the full the full festival but i'm not gonna lie <laughs> when we bought the tickets in 2018 i'm just like holy fuck am i ready for this and I've been to this festival. Yeah, you. We, we count how many times? I don't know. Six, I think six is what we decided. Six now. I think. Yeah. Seven. I don't. Hard to really. Know. I've been going since I literally turned nineteen. Mm-hmm. My first one going was like two days after my nineteenth birthday. I, yeah. This is my festival. This is my home. That's, that's something to also say is that you know she's been in that world for um for a very long time. You've been in that like world festivals for, and yeah, yeah yeah that music yeah, yeah, yeah. the festival the scene. And even when we were, even when we were first talking to each other, when we were, when we were first talking to each other, you were going to another festival. Going to festivals, yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know this chick. I'm like, she's going to, she's coming back from a festival. She can't hang out with me. She's supposed to probably fucking a bunch of dudes at this festival or some shit. (laughs) That's, that's my mind, right? Uh Uh-huh. And I'm just like, man, when I actually was like seeing you as a potential partner, I'm just like, do I really want her as a potential partner? Mm -hmm. Like, this girl's crazy. But I just didn't know and understand the scene, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, As most um, people, I think that yeah, exactly. go to raves and festivals now. Yeah. But even like even before any any uh, raves or festivals, and when you took me out to like a special DJ playing uh-huh. locally here, yeah, uh, we'd go out for the first time. I'm just like, why are you dressed like that? I was like, <laughs> first of all, it's freaking winter time, and uh, yeah. why are you showing your ass to everyone? Yeah. Like, you know, like yeah, we were for, we were just dating and obviously now i don't care right you but know? at the time but at the time just like i didn't understand why why i didn't understand why people dressed the way they did right uh, even before shambhala i still didn't understand it was it wasn't until i was at shambhala like oh i get it now mm-hmm. but all these times going out with you and you've been like kind of like giving little appetizers of what the the scene is actually like and then um 
we went to the reunion in 2021, yeah. which is one stage. One stage, one night. Yeah, it's one not, stage, I wouldn't one even night. call it Shambhala. It's just a party at the venue. <laughs> yeah, well, for me, that was my first Shambhala, <laughs> okay. right? Uh, but, uh, and even after experiencing that for one night, I was still nervous the next year. Yep. Because even that one night, I couldn't even sleep. <laughs> like the I music know, yeah. was so loud and everything. And that's well, we also thing. went like 10 to 10 that night because it was the one only, only night. night. There's yeah. no pacing yourself when there's only one night. Yeah, definitely very different. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, so Shambhala for me, that was my first year this year. Um, we bought a really awesome trailer. Uh, so cute. Like a week or like three days before even going. And oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, such an awesome trailer. Um, it was the first trailer together and uh, so many memories in it already. It's crazy. Yeah, Shambhala really, I say it changed my life. I really understand myself a lot more after Shambhala. And, um, you know, prior to Shambhala, Amanda and I were actually like dabbling in the lifestyle a little bit, uh, the swinging lifestyle. Uh, the past like, couple of years, we didn't really like get we didn't into anything. Get the opportunity to do the things, but mm-hmm. we definitely tried. Yeah, which meant like lots of obviously communication. Lots of boundaries, lots of discussions of what we're comfortable with or mm-hmm. uncomfortable with. But um, so we were, we were already talking about it. And then um, uh, at Shambhala, um, we had an experience where just basically like we just we just knew that we we're polyamorous. <laughs> we're like, oh, OK, we're poly now. And we didn't even discuss it. That's the funny part. No, we didn't even discuss it. We just like we both felt well, we it. discussed it kind of right before it happened. Yeah, yeah for sure. We, we felt like it might happen. We had a quick hey consent yes yeah cool but even this? even that experience you could still you could, you could still consider swingers you know what i mean right but it was it was that there was too much emotion involved for it to have just yes. been swinging it was with those people in particular uh-huh. and um and they just at, at shambhala everything was just obviously feeling amazing it felt like a fairy tale we uh we opened our hearts to them and then i think after that immediately we, again we didn't even discuss anything with each other we're like oh we're we're kind of like dating each other now you know like yeah that's how it felt like that's how it felt like for sure mm-hmm. felt like we were forming relationships with other people we weren't mm-hmm. just exchanging yes desires yes so and, yeah and not that we had any like real big swinging experience in the past i know that for me uh the lifestyle of swinging and and you know polyamory or or uh ethically non-monogamous i'm gonna redo that uh polyamory or ethylene (laughs) (laughs) swinging versus polyamory or ethically non-monogamy yeah for me felt like very like very different things as soon as we felt that you can definitely tell that uh like swinging just does really feel like lust. Yeah, swinging is is typically just pleasure. Yeah, not a lot of emotion there. I mm-hmm. mean, there can be, but I mean, I need the emotion. You need the emotion. We've discussed this mm-hmm. prior. I've so. never been someone that necessarily needs emotion to have mm-hmm. a sexual connection with someone. Mm-hmm. Whereas you definitely prefer to have or need to have some kind of a yeah. built emotion first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even when we were like trying to get into swinging, we actually went on dates with people multiple times and got to know them first and hung out with them for me that's just the way that makes sense in my mind yeah there's so many people in the lifestyle that are don't even like care about that no they're just they're just like hey you're hot let's 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 have a play date (laughs) and i was like what yeah Uh, that's not how i roll (laughs) right so and i I respect that totally and i i mean it, it makes sense now 
at -hmm. first I was kind of like, well, I don't really get it, but, um, how we, how we, we've, I got to remember how we described this. Basically polyamory made sense for us because in our relationship, like our love and communication is currently and for a while now so good that it would make sense to be able to share that with other people. Mm -hmm. We have so much of it and it's going so well between us that we would want to invite others to experience that love with us. And yeah, that's it before it was mostly like, well, we want people to experience our love in the bedroom for the swinging, right? Like mm-hmm. I know I said that plenty of times, like, man, yeah. I love our connection that we have in the bedroom. How special would it be if we just shared that with someone? With someone, yeah. But then it went beyond that and obviously with dating and relationships and emotions now too. So yeah. it kind of cultivates everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, since that whole experience... We've just committed on us being polyamorous now, mm-hmm. which is honestly kind of nice just to have a bit of a title to go by. Not that I think anything needs to have a title, but obviously a lot of people fucking ask. <laughs> mm-hmm. In today's society, when no one wants labels, the amount of people that want us to label what we're doing, literally everyone. So it's been easier for us just to say polyamorous. This makes sense for everybody, but a lot of people still don't understand that that title for a lot of people means different things. Mm-hmm. So far, currently in our relationship, that title for us is something that we would like to share with people together. Mm-hmm. Who knows if down the road that may or may not change, but... Yeah, it's hard to really say because like, if you really look at our, our relationship for the past few years, I wouldn't have imagined this lifestyle That's two years it. ago. It's we keep. It's like you just naturally, you take little baby steps here and there. And mm-hmm. as long as we're comfortable with what's going on, it just... This just, it just came out naturally. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't necessarily want to like shoot down that that will never happen. But like currently where we are right now is perfect. Mm-hmm. So we will see how all that goes. We don't know. We've, we... we've met a handful of, of girls that uh, we've really vibed with. Yeah. But I just feels like we're so, um, we're so busy with work, which is fine because mm-hmm. we really want this. But like we're so busy with work that it's been having a hard time even like not even maintaining our current relationships with just friends alone, but like, how are you, yeah. how are we building and cultivating brand new relationships with all this happening at the same time? Yeah. So, and that's part of why the group that we had dabbled with at Shambhala made sense. They were also in the industry. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like, I'm such a driven work person. I can't imagine being with anyone that's not driven. So it was really nice to be, um, forming relationships with also other people in the industry mm-hmm. who would understand what we're doing but are yeah. also very driven and yeah. our lifestyle just like they're polyamorous already they're already yeah it was three of them they're already polyamorous and they already do what we do so it just it literally just felt right made perfect sense uh it obviously wasn't perfect it's not it's not continuing now but it, it did seem like it made perfect sense at the time so mm-hmm. not saying that whoever we decide to do that with needs to be in this industry but for me for sure i need someone who's ambition and yeah ambitious (laughs) motivated work driven and who also understands that that's who i am Mm -hmm. um you don't necessarily need to be on my level my level's crazy crazy (laughs) um but you need to be able to respect my hustle and how i think everyone does (laughs) yeah so i think everyone does i think that's that's a big thing that um i found that we really learned from each other after the Shambhala experience, after finally being polyamorous, was we really un- we really started to realize how different we were, mm. you know? 
uh, which is so funny because, you know, we were together for four years prior to that. And it's just like, how did that moment really make us dig deeper into our own quirks and our own personalities? I don't know. I kind of think it's because like the other connections that we were building with other people made us kind of realize that like those other people that we were attracted to were kind of opposite of each other Mm -hmm. because those other people that we were attracted to were kind of like filling in small voids. Yeah. I mean, that each other doesn't give. Yeah. The way, the way I worded it was, I think all I said at Shambhala was we were, we're living in different universes and Shambhala melded our universes together because we're the exact same people just in different bodies yeah and different genders too like he was really similar to you yeah yeah, yeah. you know and the girls are very communicative and emotional like me yeah even the other the other girl too yes um, yeah yeah he had another person that he had connected to really well at at trumbola and she's like polar opposite to me yeah which was actually really cool because it was cool. I really wasn't threatened at all. No, I was like, zero. absolutely, please go fill that. Yeah, you understood that. Like, with someone that can offer you that because that's so not what I offer totally. you. And I felt that from you. Like, I felt, yeah. oh, hi. I already knew that you weren't, um, that you weren't feeling any way about it at all because no. I understood that. Like, I understood that you guys are totally different people on totally different spectrums. Yeah, there was no jealousy at all with that for sure. Mm-hmm. It was nice to actually see someone be able to fill like that part of a relationship for you that I like I I already feel like I kind of lack it was nice for you to have someone that was like a lot more emotionally communicative stimulating mm-hmm. <laughs> how do I say the things that I'm not I'm not a super deep person I I have my moments but not like you so it was nice for her to be so mm-hmm. on that spectrum with you yeah but yeah like having to like I guess date other people again being in a married relationship um i think that's what really like made me realize lots of things about you and because I, I do i do think i do think people get complacent in a relationship mm-hmm. and you just kind of like you, you kind of forget about the other person to a degree right but it wasn't until i started dating these other girls i realized oh wow like i i really need to date you still and i know people say that you need to date your partners you can you need to continue to love them and everything but but, yeah. but for for real, like it was dating other girls that made me realize I wasn't I wasn't doing um, to you what I was doing to them, you know. Right. So that just made me realize, oh wow, like I love Amanda. I I I, I need to be trying here. Mm-hmm. So it made me love you even more, which is what I think the whole purpose of being poly is all about. Really, I agree. I agree because so. even the other people that I was forming relationships with, if I were to think about only having a relationship with one of them it wouldn't be anywhere near yeah what our relationship is mm-hmm. so like to add them to what our relationship is that just makes sense would make sense because yes. it's adding to what we have but if i were to think about like ever leaving you for one of them it was like absolutely that would never happen mm-hmm. like our they would never top what we have but to add which obviously came to my mind yeah well of course of course <laughs> of course yeah. naturally yeah no it's i think it just makes sense to build community of love mm-hmm. no matter what way that that works out so. especially if like i mean do we tell them that we're not planning on having kids oh uh, sure yeah like we're not planning on having kids yeah so you know i feel like how my how my thought process in this is like you know we're, we're really just taking the, the path less traveled mm-hmm. um but 
we're not doing anything much different from monogamous people. They're building a family. We're building a family too. Yeah. You know, and we're just it's just relationships, but but different. It's and different. I, I find that the fact that we're not planning on having kids um, really kind of makes sense to be doing uh, to be in this lifestyle. Yeah, it does for sure. We just like where where a couple would take the next step and produce a child and have more love and like another human to love. It just would make sense for us to have other humans to love. You don't have to make a baby for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. What else? I don't know. Do you want to do any of those Q&As? Uh, I could. I would just have to take a quick pause. That was the camel toe situation. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Sorry for the cut. We had some technical difficulties. Sorry if you're watching on YouTube, but you probably won't see a bit of this. My apologies. Is but you should be seeing it now. You should be seeing it now. It's the first one. Yeah. There was bound to be some errors. Yeah. <laughs> but we're bringing it back because uh, we're going to do a small little Q&A. Yeah. Um, I did post on a couple different social media platforms asking for questions that you wanted us to answer. Uh, so, um, how long were you two together before opening up about wanting to explore poly life? We kind of already... Yeah, we kind of discussed that. We, we were discussed this. We, we were dabbling into swinging for two years. Yeah. But not, not, not nothing aggressive. Yeah, no. So we'd already been together for three years and we'd already been in this industry for basically a year at that point too. Yeah. So all of that no, kind of no. helped. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but we'd already been together for long enough that our communication lines were pretty solid, I would say. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's the important thing is if you're trying to get into that lifestyle with a partner, your communication just needs to be like on point, guys. So important. Um, what is your favorite date activity? Not sex. Date? Yeah. The gym count? <laughs> That's a regular date I we have often. I wouldn't call the gym. That means we get to go on a, our favorite date every day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, we do go to the gym together every day. Um, well, about to be every day. Basically every day, minus a few days here and there, but. Um, I, I have to answer that as mini golf. Yeah, we, we, there's a stint of time where we're like, we need to go to everyone in, in our, in our city. Every single mini Not golf. that there's many. You know, but. <laughs> but that was, that was fun. That was really fun. That was really fun. And our favorite place to shut down just, uh, <sighs> just this year. So. Sucks. Yeah. Um, mini golf is nice because I'm, I'm really fucking competitive and you're not that great. <laughs> A mini golf? Yeah. Oh. I thought you were going to say, and you're not that great in general. I was like, continue. You're not that great at mini golf. Uh, we're both not good nor bad. I'd say we're pretty, like, even Stevens when it comes to mini golf. Yeah, there's, so. there's been times where you got hole-in-ones. Yeah. I got hole-in-ones. Yeah. So yeah. it's usually a pretty close game, and I feel like it's pretty even. Because that's the only other game that you can get close in. Yeah. Well, he's just, he's really good at a lot of things naturally. <laughs> Or maybe not naturally, but like in general, you're just really good at a lot of things and it quite frustrates me. So mini golf is one of the nice things that I feel like it doesn't, uh, I don't get steamy and hot headed mm-hmm. about because we're pretty, we're pretty even about it. Other than that, uh, we, we were beach bums. Oh yeah. But can you consider the date? It's not like relaxing. Consider, yeah. In our free time, we just spend a lot of time at the beach. We'll yeah, just lay summer. down a hole. I literally bring like a couch cover to the beach and then we yeah, bring all of our shit 
we played dominoes a lot mm-hmm. especially during the pandemic we yeah. played dominoes like every day at the park but yeah i don't know other than that we're working we're working yeah, yeah. and like lately i've been on meal preps and stuff like that so can't really eat out food food yeah. used to be one of my favorite dates but yeah can't not really so much, much anymore. anymore although i like going for ice cream sometimes as a little cheap meal like that's always nice mm-hmm. i like that but now we go, now we go, we're going to lots of like live music again True. Now that now that uh, live music is coming back, yeah, we're been, doing that a lot more. We've been doing that a lot more, which is great. We, I've always loved to dance. I think since Shams, you've been a lot more expressive with one. Well, yeah. no, we've always danced. You've always danced, but Shams really. It's been different. I've never danced the way I did at Shams. That's yeah, for sure. <laughs> so it's been nice. Okay. As a bi lady who is curious about polyamory, do you have any advice? That's a tough one for me to answer just because I feel like we haven't, as much as we feel like we've kind of been in the lifestyle for a while, I just don't think we have enough experiences to be able to give a whole lot of advice personally. I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, they didn't go off on on a lot, but um, if you're bi and you're single and -hmm. you want to dabble into polyamory, I guess you just have to have a really open heart. (laughs) True. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's all. That's honestly all it really is. Yeah, I guess it depends on if you're like already in a relationship or if you're single. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be pretty fun. Like, I've been a unicorn once upon a time. It's pretty fun. I always say if I was bi, that it'd be way more fun <laughs> to be invited into a couple. Yeah, yeah. Share the love like that. Yeah, I think so too. I think that'd be super awesome. It is, yeah. So, so yeah, just warm embrace mm-hmm. and and obviously communicate. <laughs> Um, there's, there's a question about our cats, which I think I'm going to like pull that to the end. Cause it's going to take us a minute to herd them all. So I'll, cu- I'll come back to that one. Uh, what music do you listen to? You know, what I realized recently mm-hmm. on Spotify, mm-hmm. on your like songs, mm-hmm. if you look at the top, it shows you all the subgenres that you actually listen to. It shows you the names. Yeah. Of like whatever it is. I can't remember the top of my head, but Oops. I think my main ones are like R and B hip hop rap. Where does it show you that? Like, what do you like songs? Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. So what's your say? Mine says rap, EDM, R&B, hip-hop, house. Makes sense. <laughs> Funk. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I need to my phone. Deep house. Uh, so, I don't know. Typically, my style of music was always like, <laughs> this is going to age me a lot. Um, I was always listening to, like, 90s, 2000s type music and, like, new remixes that put that kind of music into it. Oh, that's that's the best for me. Like, throw some Sierra on some dubstep beats, and I'm I'm so happy. Um, <laughs> but lately, since Shams, I've been reverted into like a full blown heavy dubstep. All of a sudden, I don't know things that make you want to like smash the floor. That's what I've been listening to a lot lately. I don't know if that's going to continue. If that's going to stop eventually, but I mean, I'm just a phase. I don't know. Maybe not that that music's bad. Oh, I fucking we had love the, it. We had the best times at Shambhala with that music. <laughs> yeah. So. so, so. Um, yeah, mine says chill, which is the first one, which was funny. That's because of, of, of work. I know. Uh, chill, rap, alternative hip-hop, R&B, pop rap, EDM, some progressive rock in here, too. Oh, wow. The stuff that I always make you skip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Soulful, mellow. Yeah. So, yeah, we're pretty good mixture, but uh, I'm 100% not country sorry to you country lovers i just can't um there's some past trauma there but i'm I'm not a country gal uh yeah no this was just really sweet 
it's not a question, but basically they just said, if you ever come to London, I would hands down be the first online to greet you guys. Literally obsessed with you both. That's so nice. Yeah. It, you know, it's been, it's been nice hearing those comments since we've started um, doing this together now. Yeah. Like with our TikTok kind of going off and everything. It's been really cool seeing those handful of names that you see constantly that really, really like us both. It's, it feels really nice. It's nice to see people that have been like my fans for a long time mm -hmm. transition obviously we're like <laughs> i was prepared to lose a lot of fans i never lied about being married but i was prepared to lose a lot of fans openly coming out and like being a couple in the industry and focusing more on that i really was like oh a lot of people aren't going to be down for this and that's no big deal like no hard feelings but to see a lot of my diehard fans that have been around since the beginning that are so invested in me that are now all of a sudden just so invested in us and they love us together and mm -hmm. are so into our couples thing yeah. it's really nice feels it just really nice. feels good yeah it really does feels good to have some of the attention put on to you because mm -hmm. you've been in the back yep. of all of this so far anyway but it's mm -hmm. so nice to have some of the attention finally go on to you as well yeah everything just feels a lot better and I love it when girls are hitting on you online and calling you hot and stuff. I'm like, I, I live for that shit. Even some of the men. Some of the men too, yeah. <laughs> Yo, where'd you get that shirt? He's so hot. <laughs> I love it. So funny. Love it. Uh, London, right? London. We got friends in London. We got friends Having in London. visited them in like three years. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I hope they come home soon. Uh, this is a hard one for me to answer. What's your favorite food? Okay, so... Cheese. <laughs> I always, like instantly when I think of favorite food, I think of two things. Huh? Pizza and sushi. Okay. Because pizza, they're both, they have so much variety yes. in, in, in both worlds. I yes. could probably eat them all the time. If, I had to, if it was worded like that, you if you had one, yeah, if you had one food to choose, uh -huh. I would choose one of those two because okay. there's just such a variety. But honestly, how, I don't know. I, what do I say? Pho? Yeah. Like, yes. Is anything my mom makes. <laughs> oh see Literally. i didn't know what i was gonna say but now that you said that i would have to maybe say salad rolls yeah but go. like literally his mom's food is to die for her peanut sauce you just can't beat you can't beat mom's peanut sauce yes. so yeah if you're thinking about dating <laughs> anyone of another ethnicity it's pretty awesome it's pretty freaking awesome <laughs> the, Next food, question. the food the <laughs> food I don't really understand this question. Would you ever be friends with benefits? I mean, we literally have a ton of them because of the industry, but, mm -hmm. but Are they're asking directly. I don't know if they're asking directly about them, which it's funny. It gets an anonymous message. So uh, I can't tell who, yes. Well, who said it? Would you, would we ever have friends with benefits? Is sure, how I'm yes. taking that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I guess the answer is yes. Uh -huh. Like all the people that we're collabing with are actually friends that we actually do have benefits with. So I guess yes. Preferably with some emotion and feelings, but you know. Um this is a this is a deep one. We're gonna go to the this is gonna be the last one and then I'm gonna cats. we're gonna talk about the cats. Uh what's your biggest fear? Mm. You already know what I'm gonna say. I do know. But I, f I feel like it's getting better. It's getting better. Go ahead. We're gonna end it like that, hey? Well, we're gonna end it with cats. <laughs> um yeah, it's funny because when you think about fears, like you have so many weird ones that from in my <laughs> mind do not make sense. 
you know what I mean? I'll, yeah. I'll let you talk about them because it yeah. makes more sense for you. But in my mind, I'm like, why are you scared of this? No. Like, actually, though, hysterically crying. Like, not hysterical. It's not funny. No. But like, yeah. Um, uh, for me, uh, I'd say my biggest fear is death. And um, in the sense of, like, not having a fulfilled life by the time I'm dying. I don't care. I'm not scared to like die if i got hit by a car tomorrow I, I mean i wouldn't care it's more of like if i'm lying on my deathbed however old i am not wanting to go yet that is my biggest fear but um which if, i'll cut it short because we talked about it earlier but like i thought kids was that answer i thought kids was was the way to conquer my fear because you know you look at parents you look at families the parents give everything to their kids right how are you not fulfilled at that point? Mm-hmm. So if I, I thought if I had a kid, well, first of all, I'd be a freaking cute ass kid. Would be. Uh, I would give my whole life to them, and hopefully by the end of my life, um, they're there, and I'm on my deathbed, and I see them. I'm like, I gave you it all. I feel comfortable dying. I gave, I gave them my all. But, um, but now, like with the lifestyle that we're leading, I feel like we'll be plenty fulfilled. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I obviously had one really crazy moment on uh, psychedelics that uh, really helped me push beyond that fear uh that was a crazy experience and that really helped me conquer my fear but it's funny we were watching naruto the other day yesterday we were watching naruto yesterday (laughs) and you know granny chio died spoilers sorry (laughs) granny chio died and uh i looked at you you were crying a little bit but i was kissing you because i'm like man they're old and grandpa just lost his wife and like so that was the first time i felt that little weird anxiety that i tell you about but it wasn't anything deep to the point where i used to have it yeah yeah you've gotten a lot better for sure a lot better for sure you can also talk about it yeah i mean it should be it should be something yeah um yeah mine are not deep at all not deep and profound (laughs) whatsoever uh so this is where you're gonna start to learn very much our biggest difference in life yes (laughs) (laughs) um by two things that put me into like hysterical crying is needles which you're gonna look at me and see that i'm covered in tattoos and think i'm crazy they're different every nurse says i'm crazy or says you're covered in tattoos you should be fine no they're different it's not even the needle going into me that's the scary part it's the concept of me thinking i can feel blood leaving my veins or having something injected into my veins like it just is in my brain that i can feel it leaving my bloodstream and that to me is like maybe maybe you're in tune with your body more than you think if you can feel your blood leaving It's like the one and only time I had morphine too. Like I was in severe pain and the feeling of it entering my bloodstream. That's different though. Cause that one you can, that one you can, is it morphine? I don't know, but th- yeah, that one you yeah, do feel for you sure. You do feel, it's disgusting. For sure, but. Anyway, even when I get like a shot, I swear I can feel it like distribute through my blood and circulate through my system. You it's, probably do. And it's the most disgusting feeling. So I ended up like, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I never. You've witnessed it yes, once. Yes, once. That was, what was that for? I that's had, a blood test. That I had to get blood test. work done. And yeah, I've I've never actually seen you um And just like cry that I like that. Like sobbing. Like but but it it looked like you were so hurt. That yeah. blew that that blew my mind. I was just so scared. Yeah. It's like it, the full hyperventilate like yeah. panic attack yeah. just took so takes over. 
and like the nurses are all trying to baby me and i hate that shit so i'm like no i need you to just get it done Mm -hmm. don't baby me i just need to like you need to be like as fast as physically Mm -hmm. possible and the second they let me go i'm i'm basically fine yeah takes me a minute to like recoup but you gotten better at that though i've gotten better you go by uh, yourself and sometimes you don't cry and now <laughs> sometimes i don't cry uh and now with this industry as well like obviously we're being really safe we're getting tested all the time before all of our collabs guess who's getting a lot of fucking blood work done now us mm-hmm. so yeah it's a fear i'm low-key trying to conquer but and then the other one is spiders stupid <laughs> 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 oh yeah that's, that's a common fear though so otherwise spiders yeah. am i good with all other bugs yeah basically yeah it's- but it's not like you you don't like you don't cry to the point of spiders versus needles i've gotten better yeah yeah spiders not as much but if somebody like jokingly were to like pretend to like chuck one at me like we're, we're done yeah of course you're, you're <laughs> done we're cut off oh remember the time we went on the hike and there's a snake in the path oh fuck. you were very terrified there yeah like see, actually and it's very funny, i'm not actually scared of snakes but this dude had his head like just on the path enough and my friend went to like pretend to push me towards it well not pretend they try it's like don't worry it's gonna be fine she wanted to push me past the snake and that was not thought she thought i was gonna help you but that that was not what that was not the way to do it i like panicked yeah you did not react well (laughs) so it's weird when i see you in those moments because other than those moments you're like the the strongest person i know like strong strongest willed person i know you know what i mean yeah so it's weird it's it's kind of bizarre seeing you in those moments my confidence in myself is very high in most scenarios except for those few yeah i'm not even usually scared of like yeah most things that people would be scared of i'm like oh i'll take them mm-hmm. no not a spider not a snake not a needle so okay cats cats yeah okay so we're gonna probably need to take a pause while we round up these furs should we just talk about them first or should we just grab them uh you can talk about you can talk you talk about one of the first i'll bring them and okay. i'll just double check everything's working okay stuff. okay okay so so <laughs> the cats we we you're gonna think their names are funny. We have currently we have socks, sandals, and shorts. Um, but this all started because, uh, and and unfortunately she just passed this past uh, March. We had pants. Pants is the OG, the one that started the name game. Um, I got her when I was ten. Her name was Sassy. It started becoming Sassy Pants, and then Panties, and then it just ended up being Pants. Pants was a Siamese. And then um, I, before James, got shorts. If you can see her, they can see her from there, right? Yeah. She's our munchkin. So it just, her legs are only like two inches long. It just made sense if I had a long leg cat named Pants to name the short leg cat Shorts. So Pants and Shorts were a duo for a long time. Uh, And then, you know, obviously they became James's as we've built our relationship and moved in together and and uh he didn't even like cats yeah, that was actually my other fear my fear was cats <laughs> i hated cats growing up hated them so i'm, I'm so in love now yeah we, like the first couple of times he slept over at my house he would like not sleep all night because my cats would sleep on the bed and he'd think that pants was gonna kill him yes um mind you she could have she was kind of like that but um uh, anyway so now then we have are you gonna round up the other two or no oh so yeah it's, it's dinner time right now so they're a bit crazy they're a bit crazy yeah they're is it they're hungry they should be really sweet then, no? Yeah, six o'clock. Um, okay, so the, <laughs> this is socks. Um, he's massive. Socks and sandals. You'll see sandals in a second are brothers. Uh, he, for some reason, turned out to be long-haired. Sandals are short-haired. And he's 
like five pounds heavier than saddles. They eat the same amount of food. It doesn't make sense. We, uh, he kind of looks a little Mancuni. We don't actually think that. We call him a mini Mancun. Or mini Mancun. We want a Mancun so bad. Yeah. So sometimes we just look at him and try to pretend like he's our Mancun. But, uh, yeah, he's the biggest boy in the house and the scariest chicken of them all. Uh, yep. And, uh, you gotta find the last one. Come here, bud. Oh, yeah, no, they're all gonna take off because it's dinner time. <laughs> and this is uh this is sandals special boy this is the favorite don't tell them we said that even though they just heard me this is the favorite this is sandals our blueberry bunny boy bonus baby bun buns oh he's so sweet he's the nicest most tolerant most patient boy uh, and a little backstory on the brothers. We actually adopted the brothers. They were rescue kittens. They were found at like, they were four days old outside with no mom. Uh, and when we picked them up, thank God, they told us that the day before, apparently they had a third brother and it was adopted the day before we picked these two up. Thank God, because we would have had three. Uh, there's no way I could have taken only two siblings. Uh, but yeah, so these are our cats. We are crazy cat people. Love them very much. I don't even know what we would name them if we had a third. <laughs> if we would have had a third, yeah, it would have been difficult. Socks, sandals. We couldn't have gone with socks and sandals. No. We would have had to do something else. We almost went with chips and salsa. That was a, that was a top contender for sure. Mine. Someone might take those now. Don't take my cat names. I'm just well, kidding. We're, we're obviously on the article of clothing. We're so we're sticking not, with We're not moving clothing. beyond that. <laughs> We've already got two names basically picked out yes. if we get a mancoon yes. when we get a mancoon yes yes they're solid names too solid i think they're solid names uh but yeah those are our cats i think that's all we got going on for today you guys that was a lot mm -hmm. and this was our first one this went a lot smoother than we expected i think other than the technical difficulties but oh uh, yeah sorry about that mm -hmm. but yeah we just want to reiterate uh being the first episode we just want to reiterate the whole point of this podcast because obviously there's tons of podcasts out there and why would you choose ours but yeah. hopefully you choose ours for us yeah. <laughs> um again you want to get to know us a little better uh but the idea with this podcast really because you know our lives together are very non-traditional and um we just want to talk more about about uh, the sex industry about our relationships, about polyamory, because you know you learn really quickly that that's 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 not uh, what people usually do, and it's quite taboo. And you it's know, weird that it's not everyone's norms. Yeah, because right now it just, it's our norm. Yeah, it's our reality, so it feels like isn't the whole world like this? Yeah. Until we step outside. Um, but uh, yeah, so we want to normalize these things more, uh, especially the sex industry, and uh, and hopefully we'll bring other content creators on uh, and um, interview them. And have them talk about their journey mm -hmm. into um, the sex industry uh, and uh, and who they are as people. Because really, uh, we just really want you to see the personality behind the faces that you see all the time online. Because, you know, it's, it's a strange thing when your close friends start not even, like, understanding who we are as people anymore. Uh, because of the lifestyle we're in. And that's a really, yeah, that's a really weird feeling. So mm -hmm. we're hoping that this podcast will educate people um about the sex industry and just show people that we're just like you a little we're different just real people we're just, yeah. re <laughs> we're, we're just regular people too you we're know it's strange but we're just real people we yeah. just want to be as genuine as possible correct it's a lot of content that we've had that we've done that maybe hasn't been 
totally genuine. Not that that was intentional, but you know, it's going to be nice to be able to be so ourselves mm-hmm. and just talk openly and honestly about all of our crazy things that are happening in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you're listening to this and you're a content creator and you might want to be on the podcast, then reach out to us. You can DM us. We're Family Standards on all the platforms, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Family, P-H-A-M, family. I guess we didn't even say why that's that. Because it's our last name. It's our last name. Our last name is Fam. Fam. P-H-A-M. So this is Family Standards. Correct. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Peace out.